Namaste and good afternoon. Greetings from all of us at Apollo Hospitals. This is Dr. Srinidhi Chidambaram and I'm very happy to see you all again. I hope that you have been enjoying all our sessions with our top experts as much as we have enjoyed presenting them to you. In these days, when one is surrounded by an overload of medical information, some medical terms are often thrown about even in all our conversations all the time. And one such is cholesterol. We often hear references to people talking about their levels of cholesterol, how to reduce it, and of course, the good and bad forms of cholesterol. Cholesterol is nothing but a waxy substance which is found in your blood. Your body actually needs cholesterol to build healthy cells, but high levels of cholesterol can increase your risk of heart disease. And you can develop many complications such as fatty deposits in your blood vessels, but high Cholesterol can be inherited, but it's also very often the result of unhealthy lifestyle choices, which makes it quite preventable and treatable. So today we are going to discuss cholesterol in great detail so that you can learn all about keeping your levels optimal and avoiding the risk of heart disease. To discuss this topic, I'm very happy to welcome Dr. Vivek Kumar who is a senior cardiologist and a specialist in interventional cardiology, cardiac electrophysiology, and structural heart intervention. Dr. Vivek Kumar has special interest and expertise in advanced structural heart interventions, arrhythmia mapping, and ablations. With a DM in cardiology and MD in general medicine, he also has a number of impressive certifications he certified in international preceptorship in structural heart intervention, TAVR in Mitra Clip 2018 from Cleveland Clinic, US. He underwent the Evolute R certification program in heart train training from Medtronics. Uh, also, the complex coronary observership uh, from uh, in 2019 from the Sagamihara Kyodo Hospital, uh, Kangawa and Fujisawa to. Kusukai Hospital, Kanagawa and Pranix, Japan. Uh, he has been an attending consultant in several prestigious hospitals and has been part of the Delhi Heart Lung Institute from 2012-13. He has uh, actually discovered rare congenital venous anomaly in the heart and named it the coronary venocardinal vein. Welcome Dr. Vivek Kumar to this discussion. Thank you so much for joining us. So let's begin by going to the basics and uh, asking you, what is cholesterol? So, uh, Dr. Shinidi, you have already uh, introduced cholesterol. And uh, actually, cholesterol is something which is very important, integral to our body structure. So, uh, cholesterol can be uh, taken into the category of lipids, which forms about 70% of our uh, cellular structures, tissues, even our plasma has a very various components of <coughs> lipids. Certainly. So, uh, cholesterol, as you said, is a waxy material. It, it is in a group of sterols. Uh, it is required for various important uh, structural ele uh, elements of our cell wall, tissues, hormones, uh, a lot of uh, uh, fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin A, D, E, all are formed from cholesterol. And the thing is that liver is the site of production of cholesterol. So our body does produce cholesterol and they are uh, distributed all through the body, through the blood vessels. 
what creates the problem is if this cholesterol in circulation is more than what we are required. Uh, so why should one be uh, concerned about cholesterol? Because most of the time people talk not about the actual functions of cholesterol, but then they are worried about their cholesterol levels. So what is the concern about cholesterol? Uh, over, uh, Dr. Shinidhi, over the years that we understood coronary artery disease and uh, we gradually discovered the risk factors that uh, make us prone to develop coronary artery disease and peripheral vascular, that we combine call cerebrovascular diseases that can involve the brain circulation, the kidneys, the peripheral vessels, and uh, definitely the heart, which we are most concerned about. So uh, it was realized that the circulating cholesterols, which uh, are there in the blood vessels flowing, they kind of get accumulated at uh, various places in the essential organs in the blood vessels, including the heart, brain, and the peripheral vasculature. And this is what created uh, our understanding uh, of cholesterol's role in coronary artery disease that it leads to a process we call atherosclerosis, uh, which starts at a very early age and it gradually progresses over the years. And uh, unfortunately, in Indian subcontinent, sub it manifests at very early ages, maybe 30, 40 years. That's why we are seeing a lot of heart attacks and uh, issues related to cardiac diseases uh, coming into news uh, to alarm us. But in the Western societies, it usually manifests above 60 years. So this is the dilemma that we are facing here. Uh, so we also hear about good and bad cholesterol. So now everybody reads about it and talks about it as well. So what is good and what is bad cholesterol? Okay. So uh, uh, cholesterol being a type of fat, a lipid, uh, it cannot circulate in the, it cannot be in the blood in its own form because it is not soluble in uh, the water that is uh, the predominant component in our blood. So it needs a binder, uh, which is an apolipoprotein. So uh, th uh, these apolipoproteins, they bind to cholesterol and they form different uh, components of cholesterol. So in that, as we know, uh, if you ever get a lipid profile done, you will realize that there's a mentioning of in the report of total cholesterol. And then you will find that there is a LDL cholesterol, the HDL cholesterol and the VLDL cholesterol. So these are different uh, components of the cholesterol lipid profile that we see. So uh, the thing is that uh, LDL cholesterol and VLDL, VLDL cholesterol are considered to be the bad cholesterol because they carry components which lead to a deposition of cholesterol in the peripheral vasculature. So if somebody is having high levels of LDL cholesterol and VLDL cholesterol, we call it bad cholesterol and they need to be below a certain limits. The HDL cholesterol, it is like a scavenger. What it does is that it takes uh, away the deposited cholesterol in the various, or, uh, various vasculature and they kind of chelate it from there and bring it to liver to be utilized in a more positive way. So if somebody is having high component of SGL cholesterol, which we call good cholesterol, it's good. And the bad cholesterol, we can say, is LDL cholesterol as well as the VLDL cholesterol.
so what are the normal levels of uh, so when you measure the cholesterol what is the normal range that one should be aiming for uh, dr shivindi it's a very uh, interesting question and uh, to be very honest there is a no no uh, clear answer to it because over the years as uh, guidelines after guidelines came uh, we have been shifting our goals that uh, what should be the ideal ideal cholesterol level for a, a person so uh, i i think this level is relative so if somebody is having pre existing heart disease in form of previous mi or established coronary artery disease or a, a cva cerebrovascular disease peripheral vascular disease for them the level of cholesterol is different for people who have risk factors of having heart problems like for example having diabetes or hypertension is a smoker for them you can say that it's different and for a normal person it's different so for a general uh, population we can say that lower is better so if somebody is having a ldl ldl cholesterol less than 100 that is an ideal scenario but for people who already have a heart disease now there's a i mean uniform consensus that the ldl cholesterol should be less than 50 uh, regarding the hdl cholesterol which is the good cholesterol it should be more than 40 in most of the people and for another component of lipid profile we measure it the triglyceride so it's not the cholesterol it's it's a part of another part of lipid profile that is predominantly circulating in form of vldl so we don't go for the value of vldl cholesterol we go for the value of triglycerides so ideally the triglycerides level should be less than 150 Uh, and anything above two fifty is really high, and they need to be tackled appropriately. Uh, so this brings us to the question of you know like how do you uh, uh, lower your risk? I mean, like if there is a risk for heart disease because of high cholesterol, mm-hmm. uh, how does one go about uh, now addressing this problem? So what can really one do to lower their cholesterol? So uh, before going to your question, I would like to just briefly uh, educate you, uh, educate the listeners about the the cholesterol circuit that happens, or what you can say the cycle that goes on. So uh, there is an intrinsic uh, cholesterol pathway and another intrinsic pathway. So whatever we eat, uh, the fat content in our food. uh which is in most cases is more than 30% it's absorbed in the intestine and it is transformed into a form of uh, a lipoprotein component we call it chylomicrons so whatever we eat it's 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 bundled into chylomicrons uh, it contains the triglycerides the cholesterol and it circulates in the body and it's a fuel that is used by our muscle uh whatever uh, expenditure it happens it's with, uh, the muscular activity is it is through these uh, fuel that is delivered to the muscle and whatever rest it is deposited into the adipose tissue that we call the fat cells so insulin has a very important role here for uh, utilization of uh, these uh, chylomicrons and the fatty triglycerides that we ingest so if somebody is having insulin resistance which we call uh, which is the common phenomenon in diabetic patients what happen that they are not able to utilize this fat that we ingest and it gets into the liver and from here 
the bad metabolism starts because what happens that you have more uh, fatty uh, components reaching to the liver liver becomes fatty and liver then produces more of the ldl cholesterol and the vldl cholesterol and it circulates in the body uh, throughout and you have uh, deposition of these cholesterol into peripheral vasculature so this is how the cholesterol cycle goes on so if you see the i uh, i i must impress upon that the muscles are the uh, uh, main organ that use up these fatty acids so if you ask me what's the best way to reduce cholesterol it's doing regular workouts exercise walking because this is how you are going to utilize the uh, fatty components in the diet that you are taking and it is the most uh, important remedy for re uh, reducing the cholesterol naturally apart from that you have to concentrate on the diet quality that you uh, that somebody is taking it should be rich in fruits vegetables because they kind of dilute the concentration of fat in the uh, food that we take and it retards the absorption so in some way it, the over fat that we, we may be taking in our diet may not be absorbed so that's good for us because it reduces the calorie intake that we take and this helps and there are certain uh, foods like for example whole wheat grain uh, nuts they are kind of we have some evidence that they are good to reduce cholesterol uh, are there also medications that help in reducing and at what point are they prescribed so uh, we have an array of medicines uh, in form of tablets uh, and injectables also the most common medicine that is advised uh by a physician or cardiologist to improve cholesterol profile or lipid profile is what we call commonly statins they are basically uh, hmg coenzyme uh, reductase inhibitors so basically they act uh on the intrinsic pathway of cholesterol uh, synthesis so it basically inhibits the production biosynthesis of uh, cholesterol so uh, statins are the most common drugs uh, a lot of people may be aware of that Uh, that or was statin the rosuvastatin and things like that uh, some people become uh, can i mean a rare uh, minor majority of people are, are not able to tolerate statins and uh, uh, for them we have options of other drugs like for example egitimide and very recently we have a new drug uh, the bampedoic acid which we can prescribe in such patients who are not tolerating statins and there are other uh, forms of uh, lipid lowering agents like for example we have pcsk9 inhibitors they are basically injectables that can be given uh, on a fortnightly or monthly or maybe six monthly injections and they are quite effective in reducing the cholesterol level and the best part is that not only they reduce the level of cholesterol the bad cholesterol actually but they have been shown to improve long term outcomes and they actually prevent heart attacks and heart diseases um what is the uh, kind of you know we were talking about the diet that should be taken to make sure that the cholesterol levels are not going up but uh, these days you know one often buys a lot of products uh, off the shelves like you know ready made and then sometimes we often find that it is written that it is low in cholesterol so does it really mean that you know one can uh, eat those things or when they say low in cholesterol or low in fat 
uh, are these considered to be uh, suitable for uh, consumption or is it better to uh, always like eat homemade or fresh food so, not possible uh, yeah, so uh, definitely i will recommend that the processed food the canned products they may be uh, mentioning that they have no cholesterol but you should be aware that what's the uh, component of trans fat or saturated fat in that so uh, actually if you say that cholesterol comes from animal sources so you uh, animals are the only uh, organisms that can synthesize cholesterol so any animal product they have some component of cholesterol so even if they have a low cholesterol uh, and uh, it's 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 the processed food apart from not having cholesterol they may be having saturated fatty acids trans saturated fatty acids so uh, i think cholesterol is a generic term that we use for uh, bad for bad lipids so it's not just cholesterol it's important that the other components of lipids the in form of saturated fats and they are also they are also harmful and uh, detrimental for our uh, cardiovascular outcome so whenever possible uh, i think these processed foods should be avoided uh, or at least to be limited to the least what you can have and encourage natural uh, sources of food home cooked food i mean fresh veg fresh meat if somebody wants to have it they should really uh, be encouraged actually instead of these processed things uh so what are the foods that one has to absolutely avoid if your cholesterol levels are going up so uh, coming to this question uh our body in fact the liver is the production house of our body so whatever we take uh, it's it goes to the liver and based on our utilization it is uh, transformed or changes into our requirements and whatever it is not needed it is stored in the liver or uh, the adipose tissue and so this is how we gain weight so definitely the first component of diet is the total calorie intake so we should not be in this misconception that if we are not taking fatty food uh, we will not have bad lipids the thing is that the carbohydrate Uh, which is the predominant component of our of most of the indian diets they can be easily transformed into fatty acids in the liver so and they will be stored in the liver that's why it's it's very common in india to have fatty liver on ultrasound routine uh, ultrasound investigation it's very common so it's very important that our diet should be wholesome it should be balanced and the carbohydrate component should not be more than 50% of our diet the diet should be having good amount of protein so we say that 1 uh, gram per kg body weight should be the uh, protein requirement of each individual so if somebody is 80 kg he needs 80 gram of protein so we must be very particular about our protein intake that are we taking sufficient protein or not are we taking sufficient vegetables and fruits or not in our diet and then comes the fat component 
So if our total calorie intake is commensurate to the need of our body, I mean, whatever our body is needed, I mean, this, this is what we should focus on. And definitely there are certain food items, as I said, that foods which are rich in trans-saturated fatty acids, uh, cholesterol are definitely, so the fried food, the baked food, uh, processed food, food, all these are having a high calorie as well as high component of trans-saturated fatty acids and cholesterol. And that should be avoided. One question that a lot of people ask. So if you see, uh, egg is a very, uh, is quite high in cholesterol in terms. So a lot of people ask me uh, that and a lot of, uh, maybe a lot of physicians may tell that, should we take egg or not? So I, yeah. I think this is something is like a, a dilemma or, or something which is very confusing because there are a lot of trials that have been done on feeding eggs. Incidentally, egg in, 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 uh, in addition to having cholesterol is very rich in uh, fat soluble vitamins. It is rich in protein. So somehow add, uh, I mean, daily you can have one ad uh, every day. And it, it, the, we have studies that show that it doesn't increase cholesterol. So uh, it, you should comfortably take one ad, ad a day. Uh, it's not going to harm you. In fact, because it's a good source of protein and vitamins. So somewhat it neutralizes the cholesterol that may be having in ad. So uh, I think we can have these foods for our good uh, lipid profile. So at what age should one begin to start uh, uh, undergoing the checks to have to measure the blood uh, lipids and other important parameters? Uh, Dr. Shinidi, uh, I would like to uh, share a very, uh, I mean, unfortunate uh, experience that I had during yeah. my uh, I mean, cardiology carrier, I'll say. The youngest patient that I did a primary PCI uh, was a 24-year-old male, just 24 years. And unfortunately, he died uh, after that attack. Uh, he had a massive heart attack at the age of 24. We could salvage his heart, but unfortunately, he had a brain stroke after 24 hours of the procedure because the heart function became very low after the heart attack and he died. So Indian genes are susceptible to having heart problems. Our diet is something which can be some way related to that uh, in addition to the genetics that we have. So for Indians, I will recommend that after age of 20 years, one should at least visit once to a preventive health checkup. They should check their blood pressure, lipid profile, blood sugar. If it's fine, they can do it every five years. But after 40 years, I will strongly recommend that one should go for a yearly checkups uh, for these uh, risk factors. Uh, and also, uh, how often should it be checked? Like, you know, if you, is it all right to just do it once a year or... Does it need to be checked more often? So, as I said, that uh, after 40 years, I think it should be yearly. For male and female both, uh, we often see in our clinics that the male patients are more common, uh, commonly getting the preventive checkups uh, the, than the female 
counterpart. So uh, one thing that I would like to highlight that though we have high incidence of heart problems in male, but in females who have risk factors for heart problems, they are in fact more vulnerable to develop complications because of cardiac issues. So I think for male and female after 40 years, I think it should be yearly checkups. And for younger patients, it can be either five-yearly or two-yearly. So, uh, but at least it should be checked. I mean, one should not be in this misconception that being young uh, makes you uh, in, I mean, uh, not vulnerable to having a heart problem. So in India, uh, heart problem is a real problem and uh, we should all be very careful about it. Uh, finally, Doc, I just wanted to ask you, what is the link between, you know, triglycerides, which is also another term that is commonly used by people, so between triglycerides and cholesterol, and also between diabetes and cholesterol? So, uh, this is interesting, and uh, just I would like to explain that. So, lipids are important component of our body. Uh, they can be... Uh, lipids can be in form of triglycerides, uh, fatty acids, cholesterols, uh, fat-soluble vitamins. All these are encompassed into one category we call lipids. So for us, triglycerides is a normal fuel for our body. So the food that we take in, the fatty acids uh, that is there in the food, they are transformed into triglyceride and packaged into chylomicrons and they circulate in the body. Uh, what happens that if we take a lot of triglycerides, I mean fatty food in our body, what happens that, that the cholesterol, the LDL cholesterol particularly, they are actually the carrier of uh, just cholesterol. So if somebody is having high triglyceride levels, they make these LDL cholesterols more dense and we call it very bad cholesterol because small dense LDL cholesterol which is having high component of triglycerides are the most prone, I mean most important risk factor of having deposition of cholesterol peripherally. So if somebody is having a high triglycerides and a high cholesterol, this is a person who is having more chances of having peripheral uh, blockages in the vessels and having heart attacks. So uh, this is the linkage that we have between the triglycerides and the cholesterol. Coming to diabetes, so this small dense LDL cholesterol, which is the most serious component of bad cholesterol, I'll say, is more found in diabetic patients. Because in diabetic patients, we have insulin resistance and as I said previously uh, in the start, that insulin is very important for utilization of fat. So in diabetic patients, uh, there is a say, saying that water, water everywhere, not a drop to drink. This is what happens in diabetic patients. Because of insulin resistance, we have glucose all over the body. We have fatty acids all over the body, but the body cells are not able to utilize it. So what happens, all these glucose and fatty acids, they accumulate in the liver and they are packaged into this small dense LDL cholesterol and this leads to more blockages and this is not a surprise that 
triple vessel disease. So in the heart, there are three vessels. And having blockage in all these three vessels are very common in diabetic patients because of this metabolic uh, element that is there uh, in diabetic patients. And this is the linkage between the triglyceride and the cholesterol. Uh, so, thank you, doctor, for this very wonderful, detailed and elaborate discussion. So, viewers, I do hope that you found this session informative. So, please uh, take this message that it's important to do your best to make choices that keep your cholesterol levels in a healthy range. It is very important to make those changes in your lifestyle that can positively impact your cholesterol. Remember to also do your blood tests to check for your cholesterol levels to do your annual health checkup talk to your healthcare professional about your lab tests and also learn about additional strategies to help to manage your cholesterol please subscribe to our social media channels to our youtube channel to also get all the latest information on other trending healthcare topics if you have more queries you know you can reach out to us at any time do take care and be safe thank you and namaste Thank you.